You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries on today's edition. God, help us to get some daddies on fire for God again. I'm talking about the day America died. She died by walking away from God, but she can live again by coming back home. Amen. Oh, yes. America needs to go back to her roots. What made America great? It was great fathers. Not just our founding fathers of this great nation, but the spiritual heritage that stems all the way back to Abraham, whom we call the father of faith. As Pastor Gary continues his teaching series, he'll be explaining how America began to decline due to spiritual sleepiness and apathy. The same way the nation of Israel was blessed and victorious when they obeyed God, so too America was blessed when they held on to biblical principles. America is following in the same footsteps as Israel in the Old Testament, growing comfortable and turning to idols. It's unfortunately not until judgment that people wake up and turn back to the Lord. Now here's Pastor Gary in the book of Genesis chapter 22, as he continues his message, The Day America Died. It's a sad day when you see all this in the text that we open up with. God says there's an importance of remaining connected to your spiritual heritage. If you don't stay connected, you will lose every blessing that comes with the covenant. And you know what's happening today? Satan is trying to propose government as our new heavenly father. Uh, they're trying to propose world government as the solution for all of our problems. They're trying to replace God with government. They're trying to inject a, an imposter for a father. And the sad reality is many today are swallowing it hook, line, and sinker. And they don't realize that it's just a bait and switch. That once they have you in the grasp of their hand, they do not care for the individual. They do not love the individual like God the Father does. They did not send their only begotten son to bleed and die on an old rugged cross to pay for your sins so that you can be blessed in this life and live eternity in heaven to be with God the Father. Amen. The devil is a liar. Can't nobody to you like Jesus. Can't nobody bless you like God Almighty. And it's about time we apologize apologize to God and we tell the government no and we tell God yes amen and we say I'm here to serve the risen Savior I'm here to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and I will not bow I will not bend I will not forsake the God of my forefathers because of a government that is oppressive and because of a government that's getting more and more like communist China that's trying to shut our voices down where are the Christians today that'll get a backbone and stand up for Jesus again. Where are the daddies that will stand up and say, as for me and my house, we were going to serve the Lord. It's time, my friends, to return to real spiritual fatherhood. Can I get an amen? Yes. You will die. You remember the prodigal son that said uh, to his father, give me the inheritance that belongs to me. And really all he wanted was his stuff. He didn't want that connection with his daddy. He thought he could do it better than daddy. 
He thought he could be happier living out from under all those rules and regulations. So he said, just let me have my stuff. I'm out of here. And he went out. And he wasted himself and his substance with riotous living, the Bible said. Amen. Until it got so bad because he disconnected himself from the spiritual heritage and fatherhood that God had placed in his life. That he was eating with the hogs. And it dawned on him. Wait a minute. Even my daddy's servants, even my daddy's slaves have more to eat than I do. I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back to my father's house. And I'm going to admit that I've sinned. And I'm going to just swallow my pride and say, you were right, daddy. And I was wrong. If you'll just make me one of your hired servants, uh, I'll be just happy to serve you from here on out. Uh, but I'm no longer going to deceive myself and to make myself think uh, that I can continue to live prosperously, disconnected from all that you've taught me that's right and whole. Amen. Uh, and this is where America's at today. She has uh, went into the far country away from the God of our forefathers uh, away from the God of this Bible and now she's living in the hog slop of sin and just about to breathe our last breath but God help us to get back as a nation on our knees before a holy God and say hi I have sinned make me one of your hired servants it's better to be in the house of the Lord as a doorkeeper than to dwell in the house of the wicked amen in the tents of the wicked I'd rather be humble before God's presence knowing that I'm in his love and I'm in his grace and I'm in his forgiveness than to try to live out my pride until death comes a knocking. Oh, that God would help America to realize that we need a relationship with our Heavenly Father again. I don't know how to pull that off, but one family at a time, one individual at a time. But where, what would happen to America if a thousand fathers sold out to Jesus as a result of this message and how God uses it in your life today? Just a thousand fathers all across this land that would say, you know what, I'm all in for Jesus. I'm tired of buying into and subscribing to the junk of this world and trying to do things the way everybody else is doing them, trying to go every place that everybody else is taking their children. Amen. I'm going to raise my children by the Word of God. I'm going to raise my children in the church house. I'm going to make sure they're in Sunday school so that they have every chance of being influenced by the precious Word of God. I'm going to make the sacrifices necessary to make sure that they're raised up in the nurture and in the admonition of the Lord. And I'm not going to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. But so much the more as I see the day of the Lord coming, I'm going to get plugged in even more. Now's not the time to back off and quit and, and, and water it down. If anything, now's the time to intensify our service to the Lord, to intensify our commitment to the cross of Christ. And God forgive us for being lazy and for being, uh, being asleep spiritually and just letting the world take our kids right out from under us. Uh, God, help us to get some daddies on fire for God again. I'm talking about the day America died. She died by walking away from God, but she can live again by coming back home. Amen? Oh, yes. America needs to go back to her roots. What made America great? It was great fathers. Not just our founding fathers of this great nation, but the spiritual heritage that stems all the way back to Abraham, whom we call the father of faith. We've had our fair share of evil 
from day one. But we've been blessed to enjoy freedoms that only the sacrifices of a father could have made. Today, America is as a fatherless nation in a spiritual sense, and in many cases, a literal sense. As a result, we have become very needy and very greedy. America has become socially what the church of Laodicea Laodicea became spiritually. Where the Bible said, uh, uh, Thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, but knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. And I want to say this, we as a nation are suffering the results of the absence of the Father in the home, not only spiritually, but all, all too frequently, even quite literally. We have in many ways become homeless, helpless, and hurting. We as a prodigal son have wandered far from home, void of a father's tender care. We are losing ground as a nation because we've forsaken the principles of fatherhood and we are broken. But I want to say again, America needs to come back home today. Where does a fatherless nation go to for healing, for wholeness, and for happiness? We go to none other than our Heavenly Father. Luke chapter 15 is the story that I began to tell you about when the prodigal left. Uh, But listen now uh, to what the father said when the prodigal came back home. He said this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry and until that trumpet sounds and the church is called out of here there is still hope for America to live again there is hope for America amen to begin to be merry spiritually again but it's going to take some people at the house of God the Bible said judgment must first begin at the house of God and we the hypocrites are telling Washington everything they should do to get right with God but we forsake the principles of the book in our own home and until we as a church get right with God we can't expect anybody in Washington to do so God is calling us back home God said in Jeremiah 49 verse 11 leave thy fatherless children I will preserve them alive and let thy widows Trust in me. You see, the loving Heavenly Father is still right there ready uh, to catch the broken, uh, to, t- to catch the fatherless and the widows, to, to try to, to bring healing where fatherhood has been broken down. Uh, and, a, and a God in heaven still loves America and still loves the individuals in America. But let me tell you, the space of grace is running short. Amen. Uh, soon Jesus will return uh, and excuse the expression but according to the word of God great tribulation will be unleashed uh, and there will be a time of suffering that could be described literally as hell on earth uh, and those who rejected God and rejected Christ uh, will actually begin to live in existence absence of the grace of God absent of the mercy of God you think it's bad now honey you wait until all hell is broke loose and God's vows of wrath uh, are poured out on an ungodly world uh, that's for forsaken him and rejected him but God today is still sounding the alarm that you can come back home that there's still hope and there's still time where are the people that will come back home to God today 
I pray God helps me to preach as a dying man to a dying people. There's no time to waste. There's no games to play. There's no people to impress. The only impression I'm trying to make on you is that you would run steadfast to Jesus Christ and beg for mercy and grace while there's still hope. I could care less about my reputation or what you or anybody else thinks about me. All I care about is that you know Jesus. You can know my name and forget it and be all the better for it. But if you forget Jesus' name, you'll, you'll pay for it for eternity. Listen, the fathers of our land need to go to the Father above. That's the only hope that this nation has. Back in our text, chapter 17, verse 9, God said to Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. That's where it brings it to where we live. This generation will be equally responsible for what we do with the invitation to enter into covenant with God Almighty. And you can enter into that covenant through a relationship with Jesus Christ today. The Bible said, God setteth the solitary in families. You may not even have an earthly father. Don't matter. God wants you to be a part of his family. When, when your father and mother forsake you, the Lord will take you up. John 14, 6 said, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto who? The Father, but by me. It's all about a relationship with the Father. And God is showing us the prime example of what fatherhood means and why it's important. We should first establish our relationship with him. And then we should be a father to those who are fatherless. We should be a father to those offspring that we ourselves have produced. We should care for. We should nurture. We should protect. We should provide for. Can I get an amen? We should be the priestly father uh, figure of the home. We should lead them spiritually. Today I want to invite the spiritually fatherless to Christ. You don't know the Lord. You don't know Jesus. Today could be your day. I want to invite those who are physically fatherless to the family of God. You can, you can join the biggest family in the earth today and have a heavenly father that will never forsake you, never leave you, never mistreat you. And will always be there for you. Don't let your view of your heavenly father be skewed by your view of your earthly father. You may have been hurt and damaged as a child, either through neglect or ill intent, but there's a God in heaven that loves you with an everlasting and unconditional love and that would never hurt you or never harm you. It would only do you good if you are harmed in eternity. It's only because you've rejected the uh, offer of love that he has out for you today. I want to invite the fathers today who are already saved to surrender to and serve Jesus with intensity to make the difference that God has called you and I to make while we're here. We need some men with backbones again that won't apologize and cower down. And I thank God for those that are still doing that. Amen. There are many of you today that have paid the, paved the way and you've paid the price and we salute you and we thank God for you. But let me tell you something. This, this culture, I've mentioned it, they've demoralized, they've criticized, they've ridiculed, they've been sarcastic to the role of the father, and it's nothing but a satanic ploy to break down the strength of society. If he could get you to questioning your manhood, he could get you to uh, exiting yourself from your God-given roles and responsibilities. Some of you need a new identity, and you need to find it in Jesus Christ.
Find out why you were put here, why God put you here. Get hooked up with your creator and let him guide your steps. And the Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. If you'll hook up with your heavenly father, he will guide your every step. He'll put purpose in you. He'll give you a reason for living. And you won't have to bow down to the whims of society when you serve the risen Savior. Amen, church. For the sake of your families and this nation that you claim to love so much, man up and serve God. Valentine, God wants to be your father so that you can be the father that he's called you to be. Let me close with a passage in the book of Isaiah, rather. Chapter number five and verse 21. Verse 20. This is what the Lord said. This is speaking. This is a chiding and a rebuke to the nation of Israel for having forsaken their God. And it very much depicts and describes where we are as a nation today. It said, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. That's where we're at today. That put darkness for light and light for darkness. I've never seen such crafty wording in my entire life. These liberals that hate God are so crafty with their wording, they could almost convince a believer in Jesus Christ that abortion is a godly thing to do. They're so crafty with their words. But you got to see through their lies and call it what it is. It's murder in the eyes of God. I don't care how you twist your words. All you are is a representation of Satan the snake that slithers into people's lives and whispers his deceits. uh, Amen. And he calls good evil and evil good. And they're having this society hate on the very people that could be a refuge of hope for them, the Christian. The best people that I know are godly People love Jesus and love their neighbors as their self, and they'd do anything for you, including but not limited to do, giving their very last breath for you. And yet this world wants to paint the Christian as the evildoer, as the problem of society. If we could just get rid of the Christians, we'd all be happy. Uh, just imagine for just a minute how wicked this world would be without the salt and the light of the earth. The devil has lied to you. God said, woe to those that call good evil and evil good that put darkness for light and light for darkness that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine and men of strength to mingle strong drink. And I've often said it before and I'll say it again. America is a drunk nation. We're not just drunk on substance abuse such as alcohol and drugs. We are drunk on media. We are drunk on propaganda. We got our heads in the sand or up in the clouds or somewhere or anywhere but where it needs to be which is this book uh, where the entrance of God's light get, uh, word giveth light to, to those who are found in darkness. Oh God uh, help us to look to the light of God's glorious word again. Woe to them which are mighty to drink wine. Verse 23, which justify the wicked for reward. The only reason they're interested in promoting wicked people is because they're bought and paid for. 
If you ever wonder how our politicians can promote such ungodliness and such wickedness as murdering people for a profit, and that's, that's the exact reason, is because they're sold their soul to the devil and they're doing it for money. And the Bible prophesied of the day that they would sell men's souls. And we're there today where people care more for the almighty dollar than they do almighty God. Amen. That's exactly right. Have no moral character. Have no moral compass. Uh, They don't really care about anybody but me, myself, and I. And God says, woe to that people. And it's time for America to wake up and realize uh, that we have deceived ourselves into thinking that we will remain strong because look at our position. But God never allows you to keep uh, what you cannot value and appreciate in his eyes. He, Jesus, taught his disciples not to cast the pearls before swine, and God's not going to continue to cast his blessings before the feet of a swine-like people that keep trampling him under feet, amen, and rejecting him while continuously expecting God to bless. And God help us. We've got a bunch of preachers in the pulpits today, uh, amen, that don't have enough backbone to tell you anything right, amen. Uh, They want to preach this health, wealth, and prosperity stuff, uh, and I'm all for the blessings of God, uh, but you better be balanced, sir. You better be balanced when you preach. Uh, You better tell people uh, that the opposite is true, that if you reject God, uh, you'll be in the worst condition you could ever imagine being in, amen. Uh, Oh, they don't want to talk about that. They just want to attract the crowds uh, by telling the ear, but God give us some preachers today that'll say that except you repent, you will also perish. The day America died, she left God, but the day America lives is when she returns to God. God said, therefore, as the fire devoureth the stubble, the flame consumeth the chaff, so their root shall be as rottenness, and their blossom shall go up as dust, because they have cast away the law of the Lord of hosts, and despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. I'm probably going to get some hate mail for this, amen, but let me tell you something, you better make sure that you honor the word of God. Verse 25, therefore is the anger of the Lord kindled against his people, and he hath stretched forth his hand against them and hath smitten them and the hills did tremble and their carcasses were torn in the midst of the streets for all this his anger is not turned away but listen to this but his hand is stretched out still all the while we're suffering the consequences of our own sin yet that nail scarred hand is still outstretched ready To receive all who will come back in repentance. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. I've forsaken you. I've bought the lies. I've tried to live for self. Uh, And God, I have forsaken you. I I come to you uh, in full repentance. I ask for forgiveness. Uh, And Lord, I don't know if I can or not, but I'm willing to uh, to quit my sin. And if you'll empower me uh, and if you'll enable me, I'll walk away from my sin. Uh, And God has still got an outstretched hand today uh, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. Uh, And that's for the individual. And that's for a nation. And that's for a church. uh, And it's 
it's time that we begin to ask God to forgive us and quit pretending like we're okay and pretending like there's no sin to be held accountable for and start repenting of our dirty rotten sin that's robbed us of the presence of God that's robbed us of the power as a church to bring forth children amen that's robbed us of the power to be salt and light and effectively reach our community God help us to repent of our sin and turn back to the God of our forefathers and make him the God of ourselves make him our heavenly father so that once again he can bless our family once again he can bless me as an individual once again he can bless my church once again he can bless my community and God may he send a sweeping revival fire that floods this entire land so that once again before that trumpet sounds God can bless America again Today's teaching is coming to an end, but you don't have to stop studying God's Word. Here at True North, we encourage all of our listeners to dive into Scripture regularly on your own. As you do, ask the Holy Spirit to guide your reading and reveal God's truth to you. Thanks for joining Pastor Gary Cottle today for True North. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new edition. If you'd like to learn more about True North or Pastor Gary, visit GaryCoddle.com. Would you like to plan a visit to worship and study the Bible with Pastor Gary? You can find all the information you need about where he pastors and how you can visit at GaryCoddle.com. If you're not in the area, we do encourage you to find and begin attending a Bible-teaching church near you. Find a family of faith that you can invest in and who will encourage you in your own walk with the Lord. If you have any questions or would like to find out how you can support Gary Cottle Ministries and True North, please reach out to Pastor Gary. He can be reached at contact at garycottle.com. That's contact at gary, C-A-U-D-I-L-L.com. That's all for today. Join us next time for more right here on True North.